Welcome to Everything Yesterday This Morning, a 15 to 20 minute daily recap of headlines you may have missed. Come for the news, stay for the snarky commentary. Good morning and welcome to Monday's edition of Everything Yesterday This Morning. I am your host, literally Heather. I hope you had a fantastic weekend and in the event that you did not know, last week I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to partner up with Palmetto State Armory as an affiliate. And so now, both Everything Yesterday This Morning and Shouse in the House will be brought to you in part by Boomsticks and Freedom Seeds by the best in the game. In the show description each morning, I will be featuring an item on sale at PSA. Today's item to start things off has a little more fanfare because it's for a good cause. At Palmetto State Armory, they believe, like all of us, that the ATF has clearly overstepped its constitutional authority. The most egregious example of this is the January 31st pistol brace ruling and other arbitrary and capricious rules over the years. The best way to rein in the ATF is through the legal system. Palmetto State Armory is a key member of the Federal Regulatory Accountability Coalition, or FRAC. They are donating time, money, and resources to help spearhead a legal challenge to this rule that they filed in court on February 9th. They believe this lawsuit has a very good chance of stopping the ATF's constitutional overreach, unconstitutional overreach. Um, If you would like to contribute and be a part of this effort, $10 from the purchase of every Brace 15 lower will be donated to FRAC in support of this lawsuit. This litigation is suspected to cost several million dollars. So if you are looking for a way to help, purchasing this lower will help fund this effort. The link to the lower will be in the show description. On to other exciting things. The Supreme Court will hear oral arguments on Wednesday in a case between Jack Daniels and a company that sells a dog toy that parodies its iconic whiskey bottle. In a petition to the court, the marquee brand in Tennessee whiskey claims that VIP Products dog toy damages the Jack Daniels brand and confuses its customer base, violating trademark law. The hearing comes after the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit landed on the side of the toy maker in 2020. The district court said that VIP Products is using the likeness of a Jack Daniels bottle to sell poop-themed dog toys was likely to confuse consumers, infringe on Jack Daniels' marks, and tarnish Jack Daniels' reputation, but ruled that the VIP's parody bottle was granted special protection as expressive content under the First Amendment. The toy in question is labeled Bad Spaniels, parodying Jack Daniels, old number seven, with old number two on your Tennessee carpet. It was introduced in 2014. Jack Daniels asked VIP products to stop selling the toy, according to court documents. VIP products then sued Jack Daniels, U.S. District Court for the District of Arizona, seeking a ruling that its product did not constitute copyright infringement. Jack Daniels filed a countersuit, which was granted, and the court denied VIP products motion. The back of the toy carries a disclaimer that reads, this product is not affiliated with Jack Daniels Distillery. 
This case involves a serious subject of alcohol intended for adult consumption and the not-so-serious subjects of dog toys and poop. A reply to the Supreme Court from Jack Daniels reads, No one disputes that VIP is trying to be funny, but alcohol and toys don't mix well, and the same is true for beverages and excrement. While the attorneys for Jack Daniels present the case with a level of humor, the decision will carry larger implications on protecting brand identity from parody. Jack Daniels claims that a decision against it would put brands with as much as a century's worth of brand identity at risk. A number of companies and trade groups have filed amicus briefs, amicus briefs, not sure how to say that word. Um, I think it's amicus, including Nike, <laughs> Levi Strauss, uh, Patagonia, and the Campbell Soup Company, which each sided with Jack Daniels. If I was the owner of this VIP products company, I'd probably make dog toys out of cans of soup, blue jeans, and a pair of shoes. Um, <laughs> recent trademark likeness and copyright cases have actually landed on the side of the party using another's likeness. Late last week, a federal judge dismissed a copyright case over the use of late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's likeness from a photograph that was being used by an artist. The judge decided in favor of the artist against the photography company that owned the copyright to the image. This case is pretty interesting, all jokes aside. Um, the idea that anyone would look at this, I, I've seen the photograph of a side-by-side of a bottle of whiskey and the dog chew toy. Anybody who looked at that and thought that they were the same thing um, would... <laughs> we got more problems if if you're starting to confuse a dog toy with a bottle of whiskey. but. Um, by the same token, I mean, the jokes, I guess you could suggest that it was damaging your brand, but that's a that's a hard sell for me. It, it's just a dog toy. There are so many out there that, I, I don't know, this is, seems a bit crazy, but, you know, trademark laws are pretty hardcore. So anyway. Russia and China are attempting to shake up the international order. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby said on Sunday, which, by the way, did you guys know that the National Security Council spokesperson is a job that was invented by the Biden administration one week after uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre received her position? Um, it, it's a whole new special job. And it's run by a white man. I just, I just wanted to throw that out there for the most diverse president in the in the world. Uh, China and Russia, Kirby said, are two countries that are chafing against this international rules based order that the United States and so many of our allies and partners have built up since the end of the World War II. Now, maybe other places don't like the rules that you guys have put in place. Did you ever think about that? He added, they'd like to rewrite the rules of the game globally. Who wouldn't? Who writes the rules? Who has to follow the rules? It's, I don't know. I'm too much of a rebel for this stuff. Uh, Kirby said the United States would be watching carefully to see what emerges from the much heralded meetings 
between Chinese President Xi Jinping and the Russian President Vladimir Putin this week in Russia. They've been increasing their cooperation and their relationship as of late, Kirby said. It's odd that he's complaining about China and Russia, quote, shaking up the international order, but the United States is doing nothing but warmongering and sitting on the sidelines while China brokers peace all over the world, first in Saudi Arabia and Iran, and shortly in Russia and Ukraine. The American taxpayer will be left holding the bag that's empty. Don't worry, the war machine's not having that. What we've said before, Kirby said, and we'll say it again today, that if coming out of this meeting there's some sort of call for a ceasefire, well, that's just going to be unacceptable. Because all that's going to do is ratify Russians' conquest to date. Kirby said he hoped China's president would keep lines of open communication with Joe Biden and also seek out the Ukrainian side of the story through discussions with Volodymyr Zelensky. We hope, and we've said this before, that President Xi will call and talk to Zelensky because we believe that the Chinese need to get the Ukrainian perspective here. Because the Ukrainian perspective is whose perspective? Elon Musk has announced that Twitter, which he purchased last year, will respond to inquiries from journalists with the poop emoji. The email account for the company's media relations team, which used to handle questions from journalists before Musk's acquisition on the platform, went dark after the $44 billion purchase and his subsequent firing of thousands of employees. Press at twitter.com now auto-responds with the poop emoji. UPI sent an email to the, UPI is the uh, author of this article, sent an email to the account Sunday morning to test whether the account would reply and received a poop emoji in the response. Twitter users took to the platform to share their disgust with Musk, who claimed Saturday that the platform is growing fast without sharing any evidence of that claim. Huh. Same as general user experience then, tweeted Chris Rickett, who's a video editor with the British newspaper Metro. Some users threatened to leave the platform, while others just replied to Musk's tweet with their own poop emoji. Man, I wish all these people threatening to leave would just leave. The platform has appeared to suffer repeated and increasing woes since Musk's purchase, with outages on the rise. Earlier this month, Twitter faced multiple tech issues that left users with broken links and issues with loading pictures. Interestingly enough, I believe this is actually a Google issue, not a Twitter issue. After having uninstalled my application on Google Play and reinstalling through Samsung's App Store, the app has worked perfectly. Musk purchased the platform on the promise of promoting free speech despite some journalists remaining banned from the platform for parroting the billionaire at the time of his purchase of Twitter. Unfortunately, Taylor Lorenz is not one of them. We are not that lucky. Did you know that another American citizen has been kidnapped in Mexico? A great-grandmother who splits her time between her home in Los Angeles and a home in Mexico has been kidnapped, and the FBI is offering a $20,000 reward to track her down. Maria del Carmen Lopez has been missing since February 9th, 
when she was allegedly kidnapped from her home in Pueblo, Pueblo Nuevo, Colima, Mexico. The 63-year-old is an American citizen of Hispanic descent. She's 5 feet, 2 inches tall, and weighed approximately 160 pounds when she was last seen, according to the FBI. She also has eyeliner that's permanently tattooed on. The FBI's reward for information leading to Lopez's physical location. And Lopez's family says they were contacted and told to pay a large sum for ransom in exchange for her. They believe she was kidnapped from her home by armed men wearing masks. We were able to hear what sounded to us like a recording of her pleading for us to help her. Lopez's daughter, Zonia, said uh, that she's a mother of seven, has lived in Mexico with her husband for about 10 years. She raised her children in Los Angeles And it's reported that Lopez's husband was at a doctor's appointment at the time of her kidnapping. We don't believe it's drug-related, and we don't believe she was involved in any criminal activity, the FBI spokesperson has said. We do believe she was the innocent victim of a kidnapping. I'm not sure when the change was made, but currently Colima State in Mexico is considered by the United States State Department a do-not-travel territory due to crime and kidnapping. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has called on his country to be ready to launch a nuclear attack to deter war, as he accused the United States and South Korea of carrying out military drills with American nuclear assets, according to state media. Kim's remarks carried on state media came after the Hermit Kingdom launched a short-range ballistic missile toward the sea on Sunday. The missile flew across the country and landed in the sea off its coast, off its east coast. Uh, According to South Korean and Japanese assessments, which reported that the missile traveled a distance of about 500 miles, Kim, who oversaw the test, said the exercises improved the military's actual war capability and highlighted the need to ensure its readiness posture for any immediate and overwhelming nuclear counterattack through such drills. Kim said the North urgently needed to bolster up its nuclear war deterrence exponentially as the enemies are getting ever more pronounced in their moves for aggression against his country. The nuclear force of the DPRK will strongly deter, control, and manage the enemy's reckless moves and provocations with its high war readiness and carry out its important mission without hesitation in case of any unwanted situation. Photos showed Kim attending the test with his young daughter as flames roared from the soaring missile before it hit the target. The U.S. and South Korea have for weeks been carrying out annual exercises, including air and sea drills involving U.S. B-1B strategic bombers. Both countries' respective navies and Marine Corps set to kick off their first large-scale Sangyang amphibious landing exercises in five years on Monday for a two-week run until April 3rd. North Korea has frequently condemned these exercises, likening them to a dress rehearsal for an invasion. North Korea has nothing that the United States wants, though. They gain nothing by invading North Korea, so that seems like a highly unlikely route. In another dispatch, 
KCNA said that more than 1.4 million North Koreans have volunteered to join or re-enlist in the military to fight against South Korea and U.S. troops. That's up from some 800,000 enlistees reported over the weekend. They probably promised some additional food rations to pump those numbers up. The stories about CNN's ratings have started to pile up. The most recent is from the New York Times, but it's just part of a trail of analysis about how the cable news channel's audience has all but disappeared. CNN's parent, Warner Brothers Discovery, has a debt problem, and CNN is not helping. Cable shows on other networks have drawn larger audiences than CNN when the same time slots are compared. Last week, when the network aired the Biden and Zelensky interviews, as well as a town hall with Glenn Youngkin of Virginia, CNN delivered its fourth lowest 9 p.m. weekly ratings in 24 years. A Nielsen analysis shows that CNN is also taking a beating from its primary competitors. During the week of February 15th, 2,183,000 people watched Fox News, 1,171,000 watched CNBC, and only 544,000 watched CNN. Ratings are the foundation of advertising, so CNN must be also in trouble. Last year, Warner Brothers Discovery had a net loss of $7.3 billion, compared to a net profit of $1.1 billion the year before. The company has almost $49 billion in debt. It's fair to ask how that debt will be paid off. David Zaslav, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO, said when earnings were released, with the major restructuring decisions behind us this year, we are focused on building and growing our businesses for the future, and we're off to a great start. That seems like a huge exaggeration. The additional problem CNN faces is that it has already overhauled most of its programming. It would need to overhaul its schedule to have a chance to get in the rating race. That would not only represent a major defeat, there is also no reason to think another set of new shows would solve the problem. CNN has dug itself a hole, and there appears to be no way to climb out of it. Good. They've spent years force-feeding their political bias, lies, and bullshit agenda down the throats of the American people, and now they are completely irrelevant and they have no one to blame but themselves. Jeff Zucker, Chris Cuomo, Brian Stelter, Don Lemon, Anderson Cooper, the whole lot of them deserve absolute ruin after what they've done to the American public over the course of the last 10 years. On some fun news to end the episode today, the website for Blockbuster Video, owned by Dish Network and remaining essentially unchanged for a decade or so, suddenly changed this week. The site has been replaced by a blue screen with yellow lettering in the Blockbuster font, which says, please be kind while we rewind. On mobile, and we're working on rewinding your movie on desktop. No other clues are given as to what to expect when the site comes back. Blockbuster, which once boasted over 9,000 locations, filed for bankruptcy in 2010, and by 2014, all of the chain's corporate stores were closed. 
Another st- or other stores owned by individuals who license the Blockbuster brand for their franchise continue to operate after that. But at this point, there is only one left in Bend, Oregon. Don't mind me. Just going to look up flights to purchase a ticket. Just kidding. Um, in recent years, Dish has licensed the Blockbuster brand for a number of products and projects going on that trade on nostalgia, including, <clears throat> excuse me, including Netflix's Blockbuster TV show, as well as board games, clothing, and a number of Blockbuster branded movie poster puzzles. Blockbuster.com has remained more or less unchanged since 2014. Until now. Dun, dun, dun. This year, the Ben Blockbuster store teased a Super Bowl ad, which led some fans and consumers to hope that the brand would be coming back in a bigger way, either as a streaming service or as an online retailer. Instead, it turned out to be a fun gimmick where the store released their ad on Super Bowl Sunday, but only on VHS and YouTube. The recent revival of Toys R Us as an in-store boutique brand for Macy's also led to questions about other what other nostalgic brands could return in a similar way. The Bend Store, the subject of the documentary film The Last Blockbuster, also trades on its status as the last vestige of an iconic American brand by selling branded merchandise for what has effectively become a tourist destination. The documentary itself, crowdfunded on Kickstarter, debuted at a local drive-in theater during the pandemic and then became a viral hit when it came to, irony of all ironies, Netflix. A VHS copy of the movie is currently available on Lunchmeat VHS, and the Blockbuster Bend website has it available in more contemporary formats. If they brought Blockbuster back, would you and your family stop by on Friday night for some flicks and popcorn for the weekend? Let me know on Twitter at Shouse34. That is your Monday edition of everything yesterday this morning. I appreciate you guys tuning in and hanging out with me. Don't forget, check the show description if you are interested in the Brace 15 lower for uh, Palmetto State Armory to help with that legal battle. Otherwise, you guys take care and have a wonderful Monday. If you like today's show, be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Also, please don't forget to check out shouseinthehouse.com and never forget that free men do not need permission from any government. Have a great day.